Welcome back to not just another episode of the Burning League Podcast with myself, Tom and Russo. It's different this time around because the one thing we've been waiting for has finally happened. The Jack Eichel in Buffalo saga has come to an end and he is on his way to the Golden Knights in a trade. Clearly, this will be the main topic of the discussion as we get our thoughts on this and many more stuff that we have to get to. But first, guys, it's finally over. Tom, I'll throw to you first because you kind of, I think you put the first message in the group chat this morning. I'm not sure if you're the first one who saw it in the world, but I mean, you're pretty, you're up there and you sent the message in our WhatsApp chat. But what do you think? Because I think Russo should definitely go last in this category because he has many thoughts to share on this. But Tom, your first impressions on that trade. Well, it was easy for me to see because it happened at, what, six in the morning, Eastern, something like that. So, like, I was just scrolling through my phone, having a good coffee, and it was, I think, 11 or something here. And I just wanted to go for a walk. It was a nice day, nice break in the weather, and all I see is Jack Eichel. I'm like, there's no way this is happening. It's six in the morning. No one's awake yet. And lo and behold, Jack Eichel to Las Vegas. And then as things slowly like came around and I guess we learned more and more about it and it went from, yeah, Eichel to Vegas, which was a stark contrast from six hours before when Russo thought he had him. Like, Russo, buddy, I'm sorry, but you went to bed thinking you had Jack Eichel, right? I went to bed thinking, hey, maybe this might happen. Yeah, and like... And no, I woke and up sorry, to that. lost to Vegas again. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, <laughs> Vegas. Fuck you guys. Um, and then... I guess I got to watch it in real time, which was kind of cool. Um, Listening to the radio, and I think Sportsnet 590 had Friedman on, and he was very clearly had just woken up. Wouldn't even be surprised if he was barely out of bed. Um, He had that morning rasp to him, and everybody else they had on. I think Jeff Merrick as well. And you just watch this in real time, and it goes down, and it's uh, the original deal was two firsts for Tuck, and I think at the time it was just a prospect, and sort of assumed that would be Krebs, and then we learned it was a first, and there's a pick swap, or sorry, a first, a second, and a third going for all the picks, and the second and the thirds are really just pick swaps, like what's, um, what's that really going to do, 20 spots in the 2023 draft? So cool. Good job, guys. Was that really what was holding it up? Um, I don't know about you guys, but if I'm if I'm Buffalo, I'm I think Buffalo's thrilled with this return, but I don't think it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that was probably the I guess quote unquote breaking point in the trade, but I don't know if that would be my breaking point or our breaking point across the hockey world on Twitter and stuff like that. Like I don't think that would you, you guys agree with that, right? It, it Krebs is, dude, why was he at any point the breaking point? I, I, For both sides here. Yeah. I mean, and Tuck too, but um, I guess we learned Tuck was actually thrilled to go to Buffalo because he's from Syracuse, area. I think. Yeah, Syracuse. Yeah. So, I mean, and he's locked up for five years through his prime. Like, great. Somebody has to contractually <laughs> <laughs> they're obligated to play there. Yeah. Um, which, you know, as we've been saying is sort of tough and that's what they needed this whole time. Uh, I just, I feel like they could have got this done in the summer. If you're 
Vegas, you could have got uh, Eichel and had him back by now. But, you know, it's done. And good for Jack's health, too. Uh, I was listening, and Friedman said, like, he was in pain. Yeah. He was like, this needs to get done. Uh, I guess we'll go to um, me next. Yeah. We're, we're going we're gonna to put the cherry minutes. on top of the Russo because yeah. that, that's very relevant right now because his team was <laughs> in the race. Prepare those vocal cords to yell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll prepare <laughs> for him. But, but when I first saw the trade, obviously we weren't surprised because we knew Vegas was one of the teams in there. Um, and then I saw what the price was for uh, Jack Eichel to get him out of Buffalo. I was like, really? Like, why did it take this long for this guy to get traded if this was the price? Maybe it wasn't all along, or maybe it was. But if it was, why did it take this long, like you said, Tom? And another reason is, like, Buffalo's getting an injured Alex Tuck. I don't think he's going to play this year. Uh, I think he was out for, like, six months or something. So yeah, I think he's that's... he's on LTIR right now. Yeah. yeah which, so, like, it's just going to help Buffalo's tank. Exactly, exactly. And, like, put Krebs in the AHL. Like, this is perfect. Buffalo's going to – they started hot. They're going to tank. Yeah. No, exactly. You know, you're right. And For they're sure. getting injured. Alex Tuck, he's not going to be playing this year. So, it's kind of smart in a way because everyone forgot how good Alex Tuck was. Alex Tuck is. And he's a good player. But I don't know, like, if I would give a significant winner because we don't know what the hell Jack Eichel is going to look like when he comes back. Is he going to look like Jack Eichel or is he going to look like half of Jack Eichel when he comes back? Obviously, you, you put your mind straight to he's playing with Patrick, he's playing with Stone, he's all these guys. They're going to have to move a guy if they want him to play, first of all, because I think they're going to be over the cap by, I think, around 5 or $6 million when he comes back. Ten. Is it's it $10 ten. million? Dollars? full cap hit because they were right up to the cap going into the season because I think in the offseason, they were over already and then signed Martinez. Yeah. Got under to yeah. start. And then now they have Jack Eichel, which is ten million dollars. How do you do this? Yeah. Yeah, they're at they're at so. ninety one million right now. And that when the cap is eighty three, correct? Eighty one. Wow. Eighty one okay. five, right? Yeah. Something like that. But yeah, they're so. they're they're at ninety one right now. They're about ten million dollars over. They're at what Tampa was. Yeah. Wasn't well, Tampa ninety one because right now right now on LTIR they have ten million of Eichel, nine and a half of Mark Stone, seven million Max Pacioretty. Jeez, wow, Jesus! So talk about your top line is hurt right now. Yeah, and like you talk about a finagle we saw last year with the Lightning. Like we're looking at the same kind of scenario here with the Vegas Golden Knights. If they want Eichel to return for the playoffs, um, yeah, like I, I, it sucks. The guy's missing the Olympics, and he's one of the best American players, <laughs> and he's missing it. I feel so bad for him there. But when he's get when it gets to Vegas, man, things are gonna be very nice for him uh, as they needed a number one center for sure in that franchise. I don't know who's headed out the way um, to clear that ten million dollars, like you said, Tom and Russo. I don't know who's out the way. You could kind of guess who might be out of the way there, but losing those guys for probably draft picks is going to hurt the Vegas Golden Knights more than I think everyone thinks. I know Jack Eichel's good, but you you lose two guys like a Riley Smith or another guy who's been there for a while, it's going to hurt their depth. There's no question about it. But I can't give a significant winner yet on this trade because obviously we haven't seen what has happened and transpired yet because two guys are injured that went both ways. But another team, I think they lost this terribly. They lose to the Golden Knights again. It's Russo's team, the Calgary Flames, once again losing out on a superstar talent. I mean, talk about feeling bad for a franchise and their fans. This is one of them, and we'll get to depress Russo now. Uh, um, yeah, where do I even start? Just let it all out, man. Just hey, let it um, all out. 
from the summer. I remember even before the summer, like before the playoffs were even done. Mm-hmm. I remember Elliot Friedman came out with 31 thoughts, is now 32 thoughts, and said the Flames are heading into a weird summer. They don't know where they're going, but I think they're going to be in an Eichel. And this was the first time someone had connected the Flames to Eichel. And it was like, oh, we're going that route. So, you know, free agency plays out. And, you know, the Flames name was always – they were always thrown around as a team that was interested. And then, you know, I did thought it cooled off a lot. And then you get Emily Kaplan come out on Tuesday night saying, oh, yeah, it's the Flames and the Golden Knights are the finalists. It's, and it's at the one-yard line. You go, oh, this is where we're at. So they're they're in. They're in on this. Um, and they've had a good start obviously the Flames, and I don't know how sustainable it is, but adding a guy like Eichel would probably do a lot more good than harm. Uh, And Kevin Weeks comes out last night with this, hey, it's Matthew Kachuk. It's going to be a future first, a former first, and two prospects. And you whoa, 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 whoa. What? Matthew Kachuk? That's the name that's on the table? Yeah. And Friedman came out like an hour later and said, it, no, it's not. Kachuk's name has never been in any rumors. And See, with that, like you said, the going into the season, it was kind of make or break, right? Mm-hmm. And they started good. How much, like, say Kachuk's name was real and was really in that deal. That means that they would be losing a top-line player for yeah. One-third of their top line, yeah. A third of the top line. Sure, you get the center back in four months but was that really sustainable this whole time it was the same thing like with carolina they're like we got a good thing going um turned out they were in the jack eichel sweepstakes and just decided it's not the time to make this move we have such a good group here uh we're not going to do it and i think the flames were sort of in that similar situation where they couldn't really afford to mess with what they have going for them and couldn't really afford to lose somebody like Kachuk for four months yeah. just to get Eichel yeah. in like, four months. I get the whole, the whole idea of that. And obviously the plan was if you were to get Eichel, it's like you want him playing with Kachuk. You want right. him playing with Gaudreau, Yeah, right? It's like you're not trying to make your team worse in the short term. But then again, I did see a lot of people saying, okay, but you got to think big picture here. Eichel signed for five more years. And whether or not how long it's going to take for him to play, mm-hmm. you're still going to have another four years of him, God helping he comes back and everything's okay. With Kachuk, I love him. He's my favorite player. Um, but you, there's a lot of uncertainty with Kachuk. He has his QO, which he's an RFA at the end of the year. His QO is $9 million. He can basically decide to take it and then walk to unrestricted free agency in 2023. And considering what we just saw happen with Brady and how he put Ottawa through the ringer, given he did end up signing long-term, you have to think that Matt's going to do the same thing considering what happened two years ago uh, when they had the first signing. The and biggest you mistake... you don't have the luxury with Brady to do it no. last second. No, and you don't you have make the leverage. Yeah. You don't, no. And you don't have nearly the leverage. Mm-hmm. Um, Is qualifying that $9 million? $9 million. Nine million. Yep. And you don't nearly have the leverage as Ottawa did in that situation where it's like, we can just let him sit. Yeah. And then he can come play when he wants. 
Matt can just take it and that's it. And then deal with it. The biggest mistake that was made, and I'm kind of going off a little bit with, with Kachuk, is they didn't lock him up long-term back in 2019. Basically, they kicked the can down the road <laughs> with him and with Mangiapane. And they put the and Tree Living backed himself into a corner where now he has to sign his three best players in one summer. <laughs> and Gaudreau's a UFA. That's crazy. And not to mention Oliver Shillington's been playing as well as he has. He's going to be do a pretty nice little significant raise. Um, I saw Mike and Jordan from In the Dome put this out earlier that um, for the, D, the day Eichel was deemed he's not going to Calgary is when they signed Zadorov to the deal they did and Goodbranson to the deal they did. That's a combined $5 bucks, a little over $5 bucks that you could have saved if you just didn't sign them. And there's and like I know the whole thing was cap space. There's five million. Mm-hmm. There's your cap space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's up. There it is. Yep. Um, and it was always going to be tough to make that work. And it just sucks because, and again, another superstar comes into the. Yeah, this hasn't been the first another, time it's happened. Nope, it's a second time. But, Petrangelo, given he was a UFA, right? Mark Stone, you still have to deal with McDavid, you still have to deal with Dreisaitl. Like we were talking Russo in um, amongst our friends, and it was like when it was between Calgary and Vegas, mm-hmm. and like Anaheim still in there a little bit. And as much as we like to tease you about, it's like they had the to get this done. They had like, to. I think we were all cheering for him to go to Calgary. I was. You know what? He, you don't even have to be a Flames shift, fan. The the like, Battle of the Alberta, that was the you should have sold it as that. You know how much more money the Flames would have made if you bring an Eichel? Flames, the NHL. Yeah. The NHL. But like if you're thinking from the owner's perspective. This fake rivalry. And now it was like and and now it's, real. it's not Batman's decision. It's not the NHL marketing team's decision but to man, make this trade. Like, but still. But but not even thinking about that. How often are 25-year-old superstar centers locked up for term available for trade? Neither. When was the last time? I can't think of one. It's, it's the type of player teams purposely throw away a year to get. Yep. And the Flames didn't even have to do it. All they had to do was make a trade. And now, and now what do you do? Unless your backup plan is going to get Thomas Hurdle who's also a, a UFA at the end of the year. I, yeah, man. Like, not the same. Unless your plan is to get Philip Forsberg. Who was also due up Not at the, the end of the year? I, I don't know. I, I I've I've said it all along. It's either get Ike or blow it up. If you, what does Gaudreau have to stick around? Maddie might walk in a year. They're definitely trading Monahan this summer. There's his best friend. He's gonna go. Oh, what man. what is he? What motivation does he have to stick around? Tree Living doesn't want to pay him. And Tree Living doesn't care to make this team better. Clearly and I don't want it. No. And, and I saw people saying after they beat Philly on Saturday, it was like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe we owe Brad Tree Living an apology. No, he had an awful offseason. You know what's the one good thing he did? Was hire Daryl Sutter. And you know what? He shouldn't have even got to make that decision because hiring Jeff Ward was a fireable offense mm-hmm. a year ago. <laughs> That's such a good And because, you know what? I know I'm getting off topic, but like, Sutter said something in the media regarding like player conditioning mm-hmm. and like it's a good it even said like it's a good group that just needed to be 
like better or whatever. And doesn't that just speak volumes to how bad of a coach Ward was? It's the same group, except you have Blake Coleman, who's playing on the third line. It's the same they were, group. They were it's good the on the fucking Peters. same team. They were good. So don't. Jeff so don't and they're bad. Now they're good again. So, so don't miss me with this bullshit of, oh, he's he's had a good offseason. He had a good offseason. No, we fucking didn't. Because now you got to deal with now you got to deal with Eichel, McDavid, Drysaddle, Stone, Pedersen when he figures it out, which I think he will, about twelve times a year, twelve to fifteen times a year. Mm-hmm. Have fun, have fun trying to compete. Have fun. Look, at the end of the day, it is what it is. I get he didn't want to sell the farm to get a guy like Eichel. And this guy doesn't become available. This team has not had a number one center since Joe Neuendijk back in the 90s. They have not had a number one center. That's crazy. Damon Lankow, great player. Wasn't a true number one. Sean Monaghan, before all of his injuries, good player, not a number one. Elias Lindholm, really good player, not a number one. You can't win a cup without a number one center. Mm -hmm. Vegas saw that. They couldn't get over the hump because they didn't have that guy. And I love Mark Stone. But they needed a guy like Eichel, and they said, fuck it, we're going to go and do it. Their depth, it's going to take a hit. Vegas tried for so many years of like, yeah, we could do it. We're going to build from the wing. Like, build from the wings in. And... Granted, their style of play kind of catered to wings in. Um, Chandler Steven ain't it? Was it? It wasn't Derek Roy, because uh, that was a longtime saver. Nikolai Waugh. Yeah, him. Um, just up the middle, year after year, it was like, who are you putting up here? Who are your centers? You don't have any center depth. Who is Chandler Stevenson? Like, well, Carlson's is he your good, one but center? he's more of like a second liner. Yeah, look, and then now they have Eichel, and instantly that top line is what probably one of the most dangerous in the NHL. Yeah, without a question, they can compete with Eichel, Stone, Patrick. Get the fuck out of here, dude! You have a two-way center, you have a sniper, and then you have like a playmaker. (laughs) What else do you need? Unbelievable! Like it's like Boston's perfection line. I would go toe to toe. Num, um, line one to line one. Colorado, who they're going to have to go through in the playoffs. It's true. Branton and McKinnon Landeskog. Mm-hmm. I'd go toe to toe with either of those. 100% guys. I can. 100%. Yeah. Like McDavid Drysaddle, if you really want to do it. And like I th- Zach Hyman. I, cool. I think you can go toe to toe with that. I really do. Like, even if the Leafs put out their perfection line, Matthews, Marner, like Nylander, or Tavares. It goes toe-to-toe with that. Yep. Oh, 100% does. It's probably better than that line. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not losing. Their depth is going to take a major hit. Like, they're going to be extremely top-heavy. Yeah, yeah. And that's something Kelly McCurman's going to have to figure out, mm-hmm. is how do I move out money but bring in guys of value that can help the bottom six. Right. Tampa did it for years. Russo, uh, uh, Vegas has in. been doing it for years. They have been. Yeah, Vegas they have has been, been doing it. But they've got to figure out now how to do it. Years by, that. Yeah. Like, they, they're going to have to figure out how to, like, yeah, yeah. you know, bring guys in of, you know, on league minimum or close to league minimum salaries now, mm. which, you know, it's hard. That's hard. It's hard to find guys like that. Yep. Florida is, like, to me, the prime example of 
a team that did it last year at Verhage and Duclair, and it worked. So, but at the end of the day, I look at everybody else in the Pacific and I go, oh, the Flames can't compete. LA is coming. LA is going to be really good. They're coming. They're young. Kopitar is still really good. And when Byfield gets in, that's going to be a problem. Like, and they got Kaliev. The they division, got LA, LA has the injury bug this year. Yeah, but like, I'm not even saying just for this year. I'm saying just in the future. Yeah, I'm talking oh, yeah. two, three years down the line. Vegas is going to be good. They still got Leonard locked up, Eichel, Stone, Pacioretty, Theodore, Petrangelo, Vancouver, Pedersen, Hughes, Besser's still there, Horvat's still there, Pot Colson, Hoglander looks really good. Edmonton, they got McDavid Drysaddle forever. Five years, sorry, five years. They got five years. Um, it's you. How do you compete when your GM doesn't have the balls to do something like this? He backed out in twenty. Like the big. I remember the big thing is we wanted to keep with the guy. We wanted to stick with the guys that got us here, right in twenty nineteen. That was the big thing when they were in first place. Is we want to go with the guys that got us here, instead of rewarding them with a superstar with Mark Stone. They said, let's let's keep let's trust the process, and then you get boned in round one. I still stand to this day. You have Mark Stone. You win that that series. I know it's only one player, but I think Mark Stone would have made a, a major difference. And it Colorado changes series. the whole mood of the team too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, imagine you your GM goes out and he says, "You know what, guys? You've had a great year, but I'm going to give you another piece." Exactly. How much happier do you think everyone is? It's rewarding. Mike's Mike. His brother was on the team. <laughs> how was that not like I know Mike Mike Stone didn't play right 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 but it's like how do you not even go we're gonna bring in your brother and hey and then maybe that's and I and maybe that's a, a way to keep Mark around to, to sign him long term who knows but and then this year you had a great start but you know Eichel's not gonna be available for much longer mm. reward the fucking guys yeah that got you there yeah how happy do you think how, – he's like best friends with Noah Hannafin. How happy do you think that guy is? Yeah, that is an American guy. He played with Kachuk oh, yeah. at the national program. How much happier do you think these guys are? Like, give me and, a fucking break like, of like – Even oh, if it was true or not with Kachuk. Oh, it wasn't. Man, it was bullshit. It, it Such bullshit. But it's the whole there. thing. Kevin Adams said it was bullshit. Bullshit. Justin Strickland, I think that's his name, said it was bullshit. Friedman said it was bullshit. Like, give, like, fuck off with that. Honestly, it's, oh. it's so, it is so frustrating. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's when, the word. Because I you know what? We, we went through the same thing with Stone. Same thing with Jason Zucker. Same thing with Nazem Kadri. Same thing with Taylor Hall. Same thing with Pierre-Luc Dubois. Now the same thing with Jack Eichel. What, what do all of those players have in common? Bradshaw Living backed out at the last minute. Well, Kadri. Maybe not so much on Kadri. Maybe not so much on Kadri. Yeah, but the point is. He probably would have. He probably would have, if we're being honest. (laughs) He probably would have said, I need Mark Jankowski and I need Brody. Even though we're going to lose Brody in a year. Yeah. Yeah, He's done nothing of significance for seven years. And don't give me, oh, he traded for Lindholm and Hannafin. You lost that trade. I don't give a shit. If Fox is in New York and Dougie's in care uh, in New Jersey, 
I don't care. You trade away two Norris Trophy winning defensemen or a Norris Trophy winning defenseman, a guy that should have a Norris. They gave away the best defenseman in the league, Adam Fox. He's been the best defenseman in the league this year, and he was last year. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. So I don't want to hear it. Like I, I don't I don't want to hear it. And like now, what do you do? What's your plan B? Total your thumbs B. till trade deadline until you're second place again. Oh, you know what? I can't wait to see what depth defenseman Brad Living trades for from LA. Who's it gonna be? Who's the depth defenseman they're gonna trade for this year? It was Oscar Fanberg and then it was Derek wants a depth defenseman. So 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 who but. so who are we trading for? At the Alex Edler. Alex Edler. There it is. <laughs> they were apparently <laughs> trying to get him in the offseason. I wouldn't even I wouldn't <laughs> doubt it. Guys, it's, you can it's gonna be it's gonna be a Travis fourth round Dermott. pick for Alex Edler. I don't know. And I know at the beginning of the season I was saying this team's gonna suck. Yeah. But like but I was always saying if you can get him, get him. Yeah. For God's sakes. And mm-hmm. now you're and now you're sitting here with nothing and and your best players are probably not going to be there anymore after. So I, I and now Vegas, um, they're house. currently currently second last in the division. Oh, that'll change. That'll change. That'll change. And now okay. they look like serious contenders for once. When everybody for, gets healthy, not for when once, but once everybody gets healthy. Yeah. Um, they're that top line specifically is going to be. It's going to be really tough to go through. Like, you know what pisses me off the most? I saw so many people saying, I wouldn't trade Dylan Dubé for Mar- for Jack Eichel. Are you stupid? What? what? I wouldn't trade Connor Zary. What? I can understand to an agree Coronado. I think he's their I think he's their only slam dunk guy in their system right now. Maybe outside of Dustin Wolf. Maybe Dustin Wolf. But it's like, if you're telling me you wouldn't trade fucking... Dubé or or Zary or See, Peltier or my thing or this fucking, is like I I feel like people are almost forgetting that Jack Eichel's going to be is. here for for what four years? Yes, four, four years after this year. Four years after this, so four and a half roughly. <laughs> That's the type of return you see for a year and a half of an Eric Carlson. Yep. A Mark Stone. A Max Pacioretty. That's roughly what those trades were. Yeah. They're going to be four fucking seasons. They're going to be four and a half years out of, Jack, of prime oh. Jack Eichel. And granted, the big wild card is how he can bounce back. Mm-hmm. But I think we're all... I'm on the boat, he will. We're all uh, under the assumption that he will it, return to... The neck doesn't affect his legs. Center. Or his hands. It's just, like, man, like... I think people are forgetting how good he is. Yeah, and, like, and and he's gonna come back. And I said it to my buddy Connor last night. I said people are gonna like Eichel's gonna come back, put together like a heart worthy season like he did in 1920, and everyone's gonna have the surprise Pikachu face. Like, oh, where did this come did from? Happen? What do you mean? Where and did it come like, from? <laughs> it's like it's been like this. He's been like this whole, this whole <laughs> yeah. career. Yeah, and like I even saw people always oh, injury prone. No, he's not. He's he. It's like the same shit I hear about Stamkos where. You know how Stamkos had like three major injuries in a row and a blood clot? And they were all just like free accidents? And people were like, oh, Stamkos is injury prone. It's like, no, he's not. He's just unlucky in the situations he's been in. Eichel's not, yeah, Eichel's missed time, but it's not like because it's a nagging thumb injury. Like Aaron Aaron Sanchez with the Jays was injury prone with his goddamn blisters. This is not Aaron Sanchez. 
This is Jack Eichel who's had some, fr- like some and, freak shit happen to him. And if you were a competent team not named the Buffalo Sabres and you had Jack Eichel have to go through this process, it's resolved by now because it's yep. done in three months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, so. you know what, I'm just, I'm frustrated. I'm just, Brad Hilling can't be the GM of this team anymore. Yeah, how many how many big things are you gonna lose out on and and still be like trust the process, guys? Don't worry, I got this. And like no, Russo, like I know, I like let's say like he's out of there this summer. Like I feel so bad for the guy taking over because the guy has, has to, to sign three of your main guys, and if he, he doesn't, he's gonna get criticized too. Yeah, no, yeah, they whoever's gonna come in and replace Trey Living this offseason is it's gonna be a mess that they're gonna try and clean up because you got. You still have a year left of that Lucic deal. Um, you had that Coleman deal, the, the Tanev deal, Markstrom. Given they look good, but it's like if a GM comes in, he's like, and control walks. It's like mm. we don't have a choice. We have to rebuild. How do you move all these deals? How do you convince Matthew Kachuk to stick around long term? How do you convince Andrew Mangiapane to stick around long term? How do you I convince think you worry about guys that once you go through that offseason? Yeah, how do you convince guys that are going to be up in two years, like Lindholm and Hannafin, to stick around long term? How do you do that? You don't. They're screwed. They're so screwed. And I get the the thinking of, hey, maybe we'll move Chucky because maybe he doesn't want to be here and that's just a contract we won't have to worry about in the summer. And that way we know we have this amount of money in Eichel and, oh, he's wearing number nine. Fuck me. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. and And it's like – um, what was I saying about, oh, it's like that we know we have this amount of money allocated to a player for four years, mm. right? Maybe that's their thinking, and I can get behind that, where it's like, if Chucky, we know he doesn't want to be here, and you can bring in Eichel, go for it, if you know. But everything I've seen that about Matthew Kachuk seems like he wants to be here. Everything he said, you know, I know, Tom, you mentioned to me last night about Guys, not backing him. He got ran by Ivan Provorov the other night, and three guys came to his defense. Like Good. out of all the I guys, Lindholm that wanted to fight. Him. Game, True Renat didn't just ruin a whole bunch of relationships. That's the he other thing that I think him. is. That's the other thing that I'm really worried about. Is like he saw his name and all this shit. There was that big thing this summer, and now you're seeing his name. It's like fuck you guys. I don't want to be here. Then why mm-hmm. would I want to be here if you guys try to move yeah. me? Mm-hmm. It always you know? could very much ruin a whole bunch of relationships. And- it could. It really could. And it'll suck. Because not only you didn't get Eichel, now you might lose Chucky too. And you might lose Johnny. Which you probably... Yeah, three it's, American it's, players. And you saw the, unlike, the, and you saw unlike the package. Anaheim, unlike Anaheim or Carolina, where they came out of this unscathed and you can just move on, uh, the Calgary Flames got hit with a giant negative. Yeah. Good on you, Vegas. Vegas. Made their big splash. They yeah, have good on you, Michael. Vegas. You you saw weakness and you and you uh, and you uh, figured it out. Okay, now we kind of switch things to the other Canadian team, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, Tom, have you watched any games since you've last said you've <laughs> rarely watched games and they were kind of sucking ass? Uh, ironically, I watched a bit of the Vegas game uh, and saw them get their ass kicked, which. Um, was it two years ago? Vegas made Babcock get fired, and this year the Leafs—nothing to do with it. But the Leafs were the camel that broke Jack Eichel to Vegas. 
just gonna just gonna say that. Um, but no, they've uh, they look like they're having fun for once. I don't know if like if, how much have you watched enough? Yeah, no, I've watched every game. <laughs> Sadly. Yeah, okay. <laughs> hey, but like I saw the Mitch goal, and it was a change from the good the nice deke in front against Vegas. It was a change from the empty netter he had. It was the game prior, I believe. Yep. Where against Detroit, and it was just, he scored that, um, puts them up two. Detroit goes down, scores again, makes it a one-goal game. Leafs end up squeaking it out. But he looked like he had fun, and he enjoyed that. Yeah. And that's something that kind of helps this team run is like, just everything from like the forwards when they have fun they score the defense is able to shut down and enjoy that and like even just Jack Campbell and that he's such a high and a low guy of if he's on his high he's great loving life the moment things go wrong that's where it takes a bit of a turn um and his team is is probably not a good thing that they live on such a high and a low Mm. given the market you prefer a very a very steady just Let's get our job done. But um, they look like they're having fun. Still, still have my concerns about a whole bunch of the lineup. But you know, um, I'll take them getting back in the win column and heading towards a playoff spot because I think that's where they'll end the season. And we'll see. Like I said, game one of the playoffs. Show me. Yeah, exactly. We know we know they'll get there. Yep. It's just I would prefer a smooth ride there, and it hasn't been that. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. Um, I watched the Vegas game. They played very good in that game, got to be honest. And, um, you know, I think you put the note there, Tom, um, a defenseman maybe on the way out for the Leafs, considering I think Timothy Logan's looked pretty damn good for the Toronto Maple Leafs on the last pairing. You don't really notice a guy like that, but I've kept my eye on him ever since he's kind of started playing for Justin Hall and got to say I like him a lot better. I, I wasn't ever a fan of Justin Hall, to be honest, but when you're when you're not noticing someone, I think that's the, when they're playing their best because they're not making mistakes and they're not also and, being flashy and doing too much out there. And Lilligren's one of those weird ones where, at least like going into the draft, he was hyped as this kind of offensive-minded defenseman, yeah. even though he played in Sweden and the offensive numbers aren't there. Um, missed a lot of that draft year with Mono. And with the Marlies, kind of like regained his... Um, style as a very defensively minded defenseman mm-hmm. with the agility to play offense and him and Sandin, yes, I know like with the Marlies absolute studs they were perfect together and I think Keith commented on the chemistry between the two and um, I mean you would know more than I would because I haven't seen enough but that chemistry is still there right oh and yeah, it's still there yeah I would almost try they tried Dermot on that top there, I would put Lilligren there for a game. If you never throw them in the fire, you never know how they're going to burn, right? Like, And that was the thing. They never gave Lilligren a chance to succeed for three, four years. Mm-hmm. Now, he's looked good. Give him that shot. They've given Travis Dermott all the shots. Hasn't and... really taken that chance, right? No. Nope. Like, yeah, Dermott want... hasn't taken that, um, I guess, that spot, if you want to call it, ever. Yeah, he hasn't, he hasn't ran with it. He's been given every shot. Uh, took the low deal and now it's kind of between because they're not taking Sandino they're not taking Lilligren out you're not taking Riley Muzzin or Brody out 
who's the odd guys out. It's Dermot or Hall. And unfortunately, if you're the Leafs, you can't afford to have two million bucks in the press box or no. one point. <laughs> no. You can't you can't do that. So um I'm gonna assume that you've heard, and Russo you've heard as well. Um Leafs will trade one of the two. That was uh I was just trying to listen to Jack Eichel talk this morning and Sportsnet Radio was just, so if it's between Hall or Dermot, what does Leafs do? I'm like, guys. <laughs> There's a bigger thing going on right now. Yeah, here's this, here's this guy, top 10 center in the league, just got traded. Let's talk about Justin Hall. Yeah, like, <laughs> they, noted they bad Elliot Friedman on the air. <laughs> this poor dude hasn't had his coffee yet. And they're just like, he's middle of tweeting and he's like taking pauses because he's still tired. He's trying to tweet out all the trade details and they're just like so if the least make a trade is it Dermot going out the door because we think that makes the most sense and he's just like guys I'm trying to figure out what the picks are going back <laughs> now's not the time uh and I guess ironically we're kind of doing a little bit of that although it's 12 hours later but uh I think it's Dermot I don't think they trade Hall Hall's a Dubas guy they're not trading Hall yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. I think it's like a – I don't know if it's a similar situation with Calgary, Russo. I think we can maybe transition there. But you have a guy in Oliver Shillington oh. desperately trying to make that top oh six. Oh, my God. And oh, he's locked himself in. No, no, no. I know that. But like, the, there oh, was once yeah, a situation, yeah, situation. where yeah. he was in the press box and he was clearly better than a lot of the guys that were in the Calgary Flames defensive Fucking floor. And now, Nikita Nesterov, boys. Yeah, exactly. Now you're looking <laughs> at a guy who should be there and is going to be there, and now you yeah. need to move well, someone, right? Yeah. Well, the, well, in terms of like sitting a guy in the press box, the Flames sat three and a half million dollars on Michael Stone in the press box for almost eighty-two games a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, you, you could, but it's not like you can. No, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, you gotta. I think they're. I'd probably move Hall. I don't. I think it's crazy because the market for a right-handed shooting defenseman, you pro- I think you'd be able to get more value out of Hall than you would Dermot. See, think about, just like just think about it, right? Think about the old hockey man. Justin Hall is a right-handed shot. He's kind of big. He doesn't play a very risk-worthy game. He just plays. Yeah. Dermot, on the other hand, he's a lot more high risk, high risk, high reward. I think you'd be able to get a little more value out of Hall, and I think Dermot's way better than him. There's a lot more upside in having Travis Dermot than Justin Hall. See, and then that's where I'd be angry as a Leafs fan. And you see Jared McCann tearing it up for Seattle. No. Oh, my yeah, God. Don't even there. start that. The dude <laughs> you just scratched and had to trade was the, what, at this point, that's Seattle's the number one center, their best center. Trade Hall for McCann right now, boys. <laughs> I don't think – I don't think uh, – Seattle's just saying way. a big F no to that. No. No. Yeah, like the whole plan behind it, like in theory, made so much sense. But, but like just... you, but like Jared, it's not like Jared McCann was just some dude. Like even when they got him, it's like, oh, that's a good player. I was like, I want Calgary to get him. That's yeah, a really and, good player. And it's like, and then, uh, like shit. The plan of what they were doing makes sense and made sense in the end. But you're still a little bit mad when you have a player like Jared McCann. Yep. And just you get hyped up, and 72 hours later, he's gone. It's like, ah, well. Remember when that video came out? And it was like Kerfoot. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we're keeping Man, it. I was, hyped. I was, and then hyped. was like, it's like, God damn it, keeping Kerfoot. Yeah. Yep. I don't uh, know. Thank Frank Cervo. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Ruining all of them. 
<laughs> what a waste. What a waste. Anyway. A... Anyways. We have news of the week, I believe. Yeah, some some fun stuff, I guess, there. I mean... Oh. I guess we're not talking about the flames, eh? Well, I mean, oh. what's there, I mean, we freaking talked about them for like yeah, four I just, minutes. I, I just, well, we talked about Eichel. I just wanted to talk about a little bit like the win streak. I won't take long, I swear. I promise. So, well, their win streak ended. Yeah, man, you somehow beat... tied like Jack Eichel into two years ago, like Dylan <laughs> okay, Dubé like, as a Vegas Stone. It all made sense. <laughs> Come on, I, I did want to just touch on Shellington because I know Thomas quickly, like. He's looked fantastic. Thomas, I don't know how much you've seen. Yeah, no, he's good. But, oh, my God. Thank I, God I, I, he's been I good. I have heard from a certain Flames fan. That he's Thank God this guy's been good. Holy shit. That top four, like, I think that was my biggest question mark going into the year was, like, how is the defense going to look? Because it looks rough. Hannafin's had a good start. Anderson's bounced back. Tanev's been good. And here's Oliver Shillington. It's, like, played eight games last year. Awesome. So happy for him. Like, so fucking happy. And, like, and you know what? Great. On the Flames topic, because um, I believe this has kind of happened since last episode, Markstrom has four shutouts. Three. He had and four. He had three shutouts and four three games. Three and four. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he had a 992 over that stretch. Yes. And I have, him, I have him on my fantasy team. And yeah, I think we, a, think we talked about it. Yeah, I, I like to talk about this. Um, yeah, and he was really good. Hellebuck and Soros in a very heavy, heavily biased um, towards goaltending. Yeah. So and Jacob and Sor- Markstrom. And Soros was so damn good against Calgary on Tuesday. Oh, my God. Yeah. So good. Thomas, did you see any of the game? Martin, he was fucking which one? unbelievable. Uh, Nashville. No, I missed that one. The Flames. Holy shit. UFC Soros put out of his mind. The Flames had like four breakaways in the first period. And they didn't score on any of them because UC Saros was like, ha, you thought. No, they looked really good against Nashville. They, they probably deserved to get two points rather than losing in overtime. Daryl Sutter did say something pretty interesting, though. He's like, he's like, this group in the past wouldn't have got the point. Like, we would have lost in regulation. So, sometimes it happens. Like, we saw it a few weeks ago with the Leafs with Shesterkin. You get goalied every once in a while. When, you know, when you lose like that to one of the best goalies in the world, and you play that well, you put up almost 50 shots, it's hard to complain. But And if you have the benefit of the doubt, and you've been... Yeah, like they played so well. You're broad, not the least like, well, shit, we got goalied by five Alex different goalies Georgiev. in five different games. Yeah, like... Yeah. They've played well. Like, I think they've probably deserved to win most, like, probably eight of the nine games that they've played. They could they could be on Edmonton's record. They could be 8-1 right now, but they're 6-1-2, and two, but... Hard to complain, except when you don't get Jack Eichel. But anyway, um, Adam Fox, seven years, nine and a half million. It's your guy. I don't know about yeah. you guys. That's How a fucking that fantastic you? deal for the Rangers, at least. I think it's – you're it's... locking him up, and you got him for Seth Jones' money when he probably should have got, like, ten and a half. So this is my favorite thing now of comparing all the contracts, defensemen specifically, is yeah. like Seth Jones. Morgan Riley is 0.78 of Seth Jones. Yeah. Just my, just my favorite. By the yeah. way, that no. kicks in next year if you uh, forgot Seth Jones. 9.5 yeah. next year. Yeah, I think it's an awesome deal. 
Like, if you're looking at the Adam Fox right now, the way he's played, he's been the best defenseman in the league for the past last <laughs> season. And I think so far this year, I think he's been that good. He's been awesome. You know, I am like, you know, I'm kind of laughing. Yeah, why are you laughing? Why are you, you know, like, the Flames could have had him? No, 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 not even that. Oh, okay. Like, I wasn't even going to go Carolina there. Carolina could have had him. No, no, you, you went there. I wasn't going to go okay. there. The, the reason I'm laughing is like, you usually pay a guy a lot of money to kind of grow in. Dude, he's already grown into it. He's already won the he's, Norris. He's won the Norris. What other thing could he and win? Pro- and, and the scary thing is he's probably still getting better. Yeah, exactly. I don't even know if we've seen peak Adam Fox yet. That's the scary thing in all of this is that, like, he's still probably going to get better. He's, I swear uh, he's the quietest best defenseman in, like, the league's history. Yeah. Like, this – for the Rangers, like, when was the last time they had an impact – guy like this on their back end. Brian Leach, I'd argue, yeah. Brian, probably since Brian Leach. He's been so amazing for, like, people, I think people tend to look at, like, new age defensemen now, and it's like, they're good offensively, but they can't defend. Like, Quinn Hughes, I think, is the perfect example of that. Man, Adam Fox defends so well. He's like Charlie McAvoy, but he puts more, more, more points than McAvoy. Yeah. Whereas, like, McAvoy they're, they're basically... I, and is physical. Adam yeah, Fox defends man. and has the best transition game. Yeah, like, he's been awesome. So, just, like, that's a – it's a massive win for the Rangers for a player that, unfortunately, was only ever going to sign with the Rangers. Mm-hmm. I do tend to think of what the Flames blue line could look like with him there. And, unfortunately, like, I know people get upset about how, oh, well, he could have signed there. He could have signed Calgary. He could have signed in Carolina. But, like, when you have, unfortunately, with the way the CBA is and you have a loophole, if you can exploit it and get to pick where you get to play, right, go for it. Might as well use it. Until they fix that, I'm kind of all for guys doing that. It does suck that at the end of the day, the Flames make a really good pick at 66 and don't come out with anything. Like they could have potentially had the best defenseman in the NHL. It sucks, but at the it's, end of the day, it it's is one what of it is. Where... Like a lot of the times, the player that does it isn't really, yeah, like doesn't Jimmy live up VC. to expectations. This guy's like been Jimmy VC. Um, I think Kerfoot was one as well. Kurt, it and was. I remember. I remember Kerfoot, the Kerfoot one and Will Butcher. Who was the? Because because yeah, Will, Will Butcher, Butcher was a Colorado pick and Kerfoot was a New Jersey pick, and yes. Kerfoot signed with New Jersey with Colorado and Butcher signed with and New Butcher Jersey. Butcher went to New Jersey, so they basically swapped. Yes. But that's pretty like that's pretty funny that like that ended up actually happening. But and it didn't work out for either team, really. Well, I guess Colorado kind of Colorado ended up getting Kadri out of it. So I mean yeah, it well, worked I, out. I, and I, Kerfoot I, was I good for them for a few years. Going, so. Yeah. Well and Kerfoot was good for Colorado too for a few years. I didn't really like playing against him in those playoffs. No. But no, no it's a really good deal for the Rangers. You know, Adam Fox he's gonna play probably his whole career as a Ranger, I'd imagine. Um yeah, I see that kind of – unless he gets bored. He's like, yeah, I've had enough of being a Ranger. Well, he grew up a Rangers yeah, fan, so I don't know. As long as they're good, I imagine he's going to stick around. A um, little bit of history was made. Ryan Getzlaff passed Timo Solani for all-time Ducks points. Correct me if I'm wrong, 889 was the number? I think so, yeah. I have no idea. Or not, no, 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 989. I, I, no. 989 or 889. You know what? I can tell you right now because he's only played because he's only played for the Ducks. <laughs> Anaheim, Anaheim. I think it, it was because I th- no, I think it was nine eighty nine because um, I th- yeah. So it was whatever it was. 
because he's at 992 now. Holy shit. Getzloff has 10 points in 11 games this year. He had 17 all of last year. Are it we having like – It would have to oh, be um, – pro- I think it was 989 is what it was to pass. Uh, 986 because Solani has 985. There it is. Okay. So, yeah, he's uh he's now eight points shy of 1,000. Getzloff was a pain in the ass for a lot of years when the Ducks were really good. <laughs> but – I always liked Getzlaff, even though he was, you know, he always ruined my and, life as a Flames fan. What a mentor for Zegers. Trevor Zegers. Yeah. Troy Terry. Passing on the torch, really. Like, oof. Yeah, but the big question when we talk about these numbers, Hall of Famer or not? If he has 1,000, yeah. That's Hall of Famer numbers. 1,000 points? Triple gold club. How many? Yeah. How many gold medals does he have? Two. He has one. Does he have two? Yeah, so there was Vancouver and uh, Sochi. He was there in Sochi and a World Cup and, and a World, World Cup ta- uh, Hockey Championship, World Junior. Yeah, he's uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. and a Stanley oh, Cup. <laughs> and if you and, and like, man, yeah. if you get a thousand points, it's like, how do you not put a guy in the hall? I know he's only scored; he gets seven hundred and twelve assists. Yeah, That's crazy man. Wild. When Ryan Getzloff was at his best, <laughs> he was good, man. Oh yeah, I think people forget how. Like, I remember my most vivid memory was the playoffs, twenty fifteen. Whenever him and Corey Perry stepped on the ice, it was like, we're going to get wrecked. Like, I remember it was like, my heart was like beating out of my chest every time those two stepped on the ice. It's like, oh, we're fucked. Yeah. Like, Cause like and that Gisloff was like when was Corey Perry was at his peak too. Yeah. Corey Perry was an asshole. And then and they were the good. defense was just, we'll kill you. Rude. Like, they were big. They were fast. They killed guys. Like, Anaheim's defense at their peak with like Manson and – Vatnin when he was like still really good and Lindholm and whoever else they had like Jesus Christ. Oh, I wasn't even going like back there. I was going to like the Niedermeyers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Ducks have never been fun. Yeah. They've always been like just I always remember like fucking Ryan Kessler. Ugh. He was the worst too. God. Kessler was the worst. I fucking hated Ryan Kessler with a passion. Like I didn't hate him as much in Vancouver. Like openly. Oh yeah! Oh, everyone hated them. Everyone hated Ryan Kessler. Remember when we went back to Vancouver? Jesus, man. Um, we have a weird trade. Yeah, and I was just gonna—I was holding this in for like ten minutes, guys. Sorry, I didn't see it. Everyone just like. Was it the wedge wall going to Arizona? No. No. Um. Oh, Johnny Boy. The Buffalo Sabres have made another trade, and I'm gonna assume this is to hit the cap floor. Uh, And then couple just. Other Two more really things. quick things. Yeah, Sidney Crosby tested positive for COVID. Hopefully everything's okay. Did he actually? Um, yep. I've been out of the loop. When did that happen? Yeah, so hopefully everything's good there because he's already missed so much time. And Did he not? Did he play? He played. He played, I think, maybe a couple games. Thomas can probably correct like me on two that. Two or three? Last he Saturday. played one game. <clears throat> one game. One game <sighs> and was a minus three. Oh. Man. That's the first bad. game. Yeah, it's our first game for Sid. But uh, do you know who they played? No, nah, not in front of me. I don't know. Okay. I can probably check. Just, uh, but yeah, I'll check because I know they it played was, uh, Tampa last Saturday. They played. Okay, well, that was it. It was the Lightning. Yeah, it was the Lightning. Yeah. Hopefully, he gets better soon because the hockey is better with him on the ice rather than not. So, hopefully, it doesn't affect. I know. Like, Probably not. Hopefully it doesn't affect Olympic-wise, but I doubt it should. You know what? Um, like, it might, Russo, because so it, many superstars possible. have gotten yeah. COVID. Yeah, it's true. 
Like, yeah. it's ridiculous now. Like, yeah. are they not following these protocols? I don't know how many protocols there are in place this year. That's there's true. Lot, That's also true. There was a lot more strict last year. It's not as strict this year. And look what's happening. Yeah. It's tough. It sucks. Because Crosby already missed time and with the injury, and then he plays one game, he's already back on the shelf. It's, it's like, mm-hmm. man. It's one of those things where, like, because I believe they still have to be tested, but there is no precautions that they need to take. No, it's, I don't think it's as severe. So as I think it's just like they're going about their life. They're all vaccinated. Um, yeah, I think that's the other thing. Everyone's va- vaccinated, so it's yeah, not like, like oh, unless you're Tyler Bertuzzi. Yeah, like unless they were tested, like probably would never have known that Sidney Crosby had COVID. Right. Yeah. Because I assume probably doesn't have symptoms because they're being tested regardless. So. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's why you see guys only on the shelf for five, six days. Yeah. Even less, like, yeah, even less now. It's like, as, as soon as they don't test positive, they can be right back out there. So, yeah, cause the, um, cause the protocols on like last year, it's not shit. The Dallas stars are five weeks. Yeah. Cause they all got to clear. I'm just happy. It's camps. like, not like when someone gets traded, it's not like 14 day quarantine in Canada. Yeah. Brutal. Anyway. Yeah. Um, the hurricanes. Improved to nine and zero. Thank God they beat the Blackhawks last night. I'm like, don't lose to the Blackhawks. If the Blackhawks go zero and eighty two, I'll be happy. Um, but they did win. the Blackhawks not win? Nope. They're still them and Arizona still have not won a game, and it's no the Chicago won. No Chicago beat Ottawa. Patrick yeah. Kane hat trick. Oh, they did. Yeah, sorry, I forgot about that. I forgot. I thought Ottawa. I forgot Ottawa. And the pizza was more expensive than the tickets. Okay, so if they go if they go one and eighty one, I'll be happy. That'll be great. Keep it up. Keep dismantling the Blackhawks. But uh, Freddie Anderson improves to 8-0 and is now three consecutive wins shy of the record Jack Campbell set a year ago. How fitting would it be if Freddie Anderson <laughs> set the record? <laughs> I'm, I'm just hoping it happens. I think it would be hilarious. Because you Honestly, know Jack Campbell like come to an interview and be like, yeah, I love Freddie. I'm happy he did it. See, like, I'm – yeah, Jack Campbell would, like, go to the parade for that. Like, <laughs> um, So, Carolina plays the they have a tough Panthers schedule. next. I don't Sorry, have who? it fully in front of me. Uh, yeah, Florida, Tampa Bay. Ooh. Um, with two-day gaps in between. And so, Freddie's going to start all those games. I would assume Freddie would start those games and Philly. So those are not an easy schedule. Yeah, that's uh not not fun, but but yeah, you know what? If anyone's gonna if anyone's gonna do it, it's gonna be these damn hurricanes who even though like we questioned a lot of things they did in the offseason, seems to be working somehow, some way. Hey man somehow Tony D'Angelo's actually I, I told that. you guys, watch hey, out for that yeah. guy this year. He's got seven points, I think. I think ten. Like, and his, and his, I think and his it's advanced, ten points. Yeah, and his advanced numbers have also been, like, really, really good. Yeah, he's so. good. He's just an asshole. <laughs> he's a good asshole. <laughs> yeah. it, wasn't like, a it wasn't like on the shit. Rangers. Like, they put up with all his shit because he was good. <laughs> if he was bad, they wouldn't have. If yeah. he was bad, he'd be in the KHL right now. Yeah, if he yeah, wasn't exactly. a good player, he, he wouldn't be, like, be he wouldn't be anywhere near the NHL. But... Ah, good for the Hurricanes, I guess. Like, Svechnikov's got off to a really good start. You know, and they're – Ethan Bears looked amazing. 
I wonder if you Edmonton's know. regretting that. I mean, Edmonton's 8-1. I don't know how much they're regretting right now, but Ethan Bears look pretty damn good, man. How, and how, you know how, what? They, the Carolina Hurricanes won the early season Stanley Cup against the Montreal Canadiens. <laughs> that you spared Cockney Miami game. Yeah. And he, that scored. Was a, and he scored. The only goal I think he scored this year. I was, I was watching some of the Hurricane game last night. I was like, oh, crap. I forgot Cockney Miami was on this team. I'm like, Jesus. It's so a like, weird I forgot you existed. And he's on the top line. Yeah, it's just weird. and then Seth Jarvis scored his first career goal. Is that yep. for him? I thought it was like really nasty at first, and they showed the replay, and he kind of just lost the puck. I'm like, but did he do yeah. it on purpose? Wouldn't be surprised. Oh, and just you know, quick tip on uh, Seth Jarvis. Thanks, Kyle. And then that's what the the Hurricanes are saying. Appreciate it. We'll take it. Sorry, guys. Mm-hmm. I've had my pain today. You guys got to have yours. Okay. Um, I like this better when I just didn't pay attention to the Leafs. <laughs> Like, I've been so happy for the last month and a half. Yeah, yeah. like this was the year I was going to be like, I'm not going to really care that much about the Flames. And now we're two weeks in. I'm like, fuck. We're here. Anyway. And you almost got Jack Eichel. And we almost got Jack Eichel. Um, real quick, are we? you guys want to do players of the week? I still got to pick mine because I totally forgot it. Cause, anyway. Oh, but, yeah. Um, you well. guys can go ahead. I will figure it out. Thomas, Thomas. Thomas. Yeah, I'll go first. So I'm going to go with Russo's boy. I'm going to go with Russo's boy, Jack. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm going to go with uh, Patty Kane, my boy. Uh, Coming off COVID, uh, Chicago organization's freaking in shambles right now. And this guy just goes goes out there, gets a hat trick in his first game against not the impressive Ottawa Senators, but still a hat trick for Kane in your first game back. That's pretty good. Uh, I believe he had four goals, two assists, six points in the last week since we've recorded. Uh, one had he since last recording. So, I mean, he's been pretty good this year. He's been <laughs> – him and DeBrincat have been the only relevant players on that squad. Even Brandon Hagel for some reason there. But uh, Patty Kane's still doing his thing. Tom, you got a player in mind? I think you do. He's pretty good too. Yeah, I just came across it. He had 20 points in nine games. Leon Dreisaitl. Crazy. He's not – not Connor McDavid. It's Leon Dreisaitl. Uh This week he had five goals, three assists, and what I believe was four games, three games. Yeah. Five goals, it honestly four doesn't games, matter. nine points. Like that's eight points in four games at best is ridiculous. It's two a game. Um, if you can do simple math, twenty nine games. Like him and him and McDavid together. That's just man. Man, no wonder the Oilers are what eight one and one. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Eight and one. Not even eight one and one. Eight and one. Eight Um, and one. Yeah, I mean it's hard to go. You know, it's hard not to say dry saddle, but Alex Iafalo had himself a Mm -hmm. a pretty good week Mm -hmm. in LA. The Kings, they've. uh, I don't think they've gotten off to a fantastic start. I know they won their first game. They kind of tailed off a little bit if uh, by looking at the standings. They're they're four five and one. Yep. Uh, but I follow. He had a really good game against Montreal. I think he potted a couple, but he has six points in his last four games. I believe he's on that top line with Kopitar. Um, really, that was that was another guy that I think they signed out of college and ended up. I remember like his rookie year. I was like, who is this this kid? I I follow kid, and he ended up being pretty good. And uh, he obviously he was. There was rumors maybe he might get traded last year, and then they signed him. And looking like a good bet for the Kings. He's he's really just speedy, just kind of in your face kind of guy. 
Um, but he had a he had a good year. He's been <laughs> having a good year. Russo, you mentioned that he potted a couple goals against Canadians. He scored a hat trick, four points. Oh shit! Did he get a hat trick? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I did not. I thought he. I thought it was two. Yeah. I know for sure. Just, I saw two. I didn't know keep, he got a hatty. Just keep fading the Habs. Yeah. yeah. The Habs. Keep, keep we didn't down. even talk about Cole Caulfield going to the no, NHL. We didn't. Jesus, poor guy. It's probably the right move. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's probably just the right quickly, move. That's like. That's one where it's probably the right move, but Has also, man, that could really fuck with him. And that, I don't and think so. It's it's probably better that he's going to go to Laval. Laval's got a good team this year, and he's going to go there, and he doesn't have to be around this this like shitty environment that's happening in Montreal that they're losing every game. It's probably yeah. better for him to go down, rebuild his confidence. We know he's going to be a really good player. Like, come on. We know Caulfield. We know Caulfield's gonna be a star, right? He showed it in the playoffs. It's probably the best for best thing for him to just go down, and get his confidence back. Yep. My dad said they should send Suzuki down too, and I just laughed. Yeah, you're paying the guy seven million could. next year, and you're sending him Cause down because te- technically they still could send Suzuki down because <laughs> he's still on his rookie deal. Imagine, oh, like, I know imagine. I just signed a seven million dollar contract, but we're sending you down. Uh, but I think Caulfield's gonna be fine. I don't, I don't see yeah. a, a way in which he won't be. Too much talent. There's way too much talent with Caulfield, and we saw it in the playoffs. He was great. Now there's a big reason why the Habs wins the Cup final. Him and Carey Price. But um, just just keep hitting welcome. the nail on the head of the Leafs. Okay, you know what? Like I've had. You had the first last year was tough. This. It's okay. Last year was tough. This year yeah. we didn't get Eichel. I had to see Big Save Dave back in Calgary, and I was like, "Fuck!" I did, they, did they do a video for him? He didn't play. Like he, he's still on COVID protocol. Oh, that's right. So I don't know. They didn't show it. Like even like usually like when the Flames do something like that, they usually tweet it out. Like every mm. team I think does. Yeah. They didn't tweet anything out, which I did find kind of weird. Like, but he wasn't playing, and I, I bet if he was playing, I bet if he was on protocol, he probably plays that game. I mean, why wouldn't he? No, did you guys see the video of him like giving the stick to the kid that mm-hmm. was like, crying when he got traded? Yeah, that was nice. Like, like that's that. why I love you, Dave. Come back soon. But anyway, I don't know anything else that you guys want to add, or um, are we um, all good here? Fuck the Blackhawks. That's about it. Fuck the Blackhawks. <laughs> I agree. Uh, one more thing, Russo. You didn't put up. You put up a good performance in that quiz on N10, man. I, I gotta say, I oh, was very impressed. I, you know what? I was. Uh, I didn't think I was gonna do very good, and it came down to the wire. Um, you would have to tune in to see who won. I'm not putting anything out. Um, but yeah, no, Joe, we uh, Thomas, man, he threw you threw some like you threw some curveballs in there. I some questions. I was like, what the? Fuck? <laughs> I was like, I'll Jesus Christ! Listen. I was like, I'm like this is, I'm like this is tough. I was like, I, I got stumped more than a few times, and if I didn't, like I, I uh. Like both of us did. Like Joe and I were both like, "What are we? What, what's?" We, I thought all the hockey questions. I was like, "Man, I know my shit." Yeah, it was and tough. Thomas, like he, Thomas, went to the fucking he he went to the 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 time capsule to find some shit. Yeah, and it was it was good. It was good. No, I had a really enjoyable time. If you guys haven't listened, make sure you guys listen to end to end. Um, Thomas and Joe they do a great job. So again, I thank you guys for having me on again. That was a good time. Anytime, Joe. Joe wants to come on to do a quiz against Tom. So. Ooh. So maybe okay. we'll uh, cause so okay. maybe we'll have uh, we'll have Joe on at some point because uh, 
uh, they, he wants uh, we'll have to see, against Tom. I'm here. not I'm not good at like hockey history. Oh, we did we did a lot. Of, we did three different categories. We did hockey, other sports, and around the world, which was just like a bunch of different shit. So maybe Thomas and I will we'll get we'll get together. We'll we throw should. some questions together, and we'll get Joe Ooh. on here. Ooh, uh, yeah. I think Joe's been wanting to take Tom down for a while. <laughs> see, let's say all the episodes hearing his takes. <laughs> all right we'll have to we'll have to do that yeah we'll do it, was that. A, it was a really enjoyable time though it was, a, it was a good time so um i think that's gonna i think we're good right i think, I think yep, we covered all, all good bases. yeah so um as always um you can follow us on instagram and twitter at the burning leaf pod um we appreciate you guys listening in i'm still sad and we'll see you on the next one